it's going to be real interesting to hear how this comes out. <clears throat> I really do hope that this mic is uh, really well suited for this kind of thing. I know the camera is really good. Let's uh, give it a little bit of elbow here. Maybe the lens could be a little bit clearer. I've been sleeping a lot today, the day before. Hopefully I'll sleep a little bit better tonight. Um, man, a lot of stuff getting done. You know, somebody uh, from the Wisdom app is coming down to Virginia Beach. We're going to meet a lot of people over there have been meeting up with each other. So it's very interesting that um, I get to be a part of that. It's been around for a year, and that's pretty cool. So, yeah, this is a cool area where I work. I mean, it's a pretty standard building. It was raining earlier. It's really nice. So this is uh, where I am. Here's my bicycle. Well, it's a loner bicycle. My brother Malin uh, gave it to me to use for now. Central 111. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm at the door at. So here we go. And uh, hey there, Shane. So it's been productive in, in so many different ways here. It's a great uh, environment to work in. Um, it's really quiet tonight as uh, it is Sunday night. Um, sometimes it was busy on Sundays, but thankfully it's not. You know, I have this time. Um, hey, Schnarf, I have this time to be able to do these kind of things um, because I'm definitely a talker and uh, sometimes it's just getting this stuff out of my head, you know. Um, but there's been a lot of interesting progress and, you know, I got the, the, the dojo going on. So, um, you know, I've just made some random videos out of me in the dojo doing some interpretive movement to one of my death metal songs, which is fun. You know, um, that's the one thing I like about video and having that option is that I get to show off some of the stuff that I'm, that I'm doing. You know, a lot of people a lot of times talk about stuff that they're doing and they say things. And you can put on all kinds of personas in social media, right? But it's really great when you're able to show it and show exactly what you're doing and how you're doing it. Because after all, I mean, what are we doing here when we're speaking if we're not attempting to uplift things? I mean, there are a lot of people who want to screw stuff up and they want to see it all burn. That's, that's great. Um, I just think that when we share our experiences and who we really are and what we're doing and how that apply, like how we get to say the thing, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear different people from all walks of life speaking. Like one of the things that I do here, you know, is I'm working at a, at a tapas bar, a very lively tapas bar, right? But I have my own thoughts and opinions and ideas about things. And so isn't it interesting, um, to, to get insight and understand from, okay, this person does these things, right? And then you'll get to see, you know, I own a business teaching martial arts, teaching self-defense. This person does this, that, that, uh, they're a musician. Uh, and it, it kind of gets you to see, in a way of a person, hey, cliff jumper, in a way of a person saying, um, if, if they can do that, I can do it, right? Because it's, it's just examples of what we're doing in life, how we're getting by, how we're surviving, and how some people are thriving. Um, and it's just real, it's, it's action, right? Because we can talk about a lot of things, but it's in the action. I once heard a saying, I, I believe it was a book called uh, The Science of Mind. And it said something like, uh, tell the world what you're going to do, but first show them. So 
you know, and sometimes what's really interesting, I mean, they didn't have uh, video cameras like this back that, at, at that time. Right? I think that book was 1938. Um, so they were doing film, right? But, you know, maybe it was prohibitively expensive. But it said, um, tell the world what you're going to do, but first show them. Well, now we have the opportunity to show people uh, while we're doing it, you know, to show people while we're doing what we're doing. And um, to just show that we're uh, that we're real people uh, that out here on the street, you know what what I really enjoy about um, I've, I've always been a very mobile person, and so I have romanticized the fantasy of the the field journalist, like the field correspondent, the person who's out in the war or something like that, covering that, just being out in the streets, right? And to have all of the tools up uh, available to you, hey Vlad, to have all of the tools available to you to be a journalist, as they call them nowadays, a citizen journalist, right? Um, the the person on the street. Right, who is just out there doing everything, but also um, from our experience, what insights can we offer, if anything at all? Um, and what does that mean for us? So here I am, and um, I'm just, you know, I really am like, I really don't know of anything else like uh, this time. Isn't this really cool though? I, I love the way that the streets look after when they're wet. Um, and again, you know, I was saying earlier, like, what a, what a great gig that I have that I can be out here as long as I'm doing the job, right? As long as I'm watching these good people, right? Making sure that they're safe and that they get home all right. They get in, they're happy, right? And they get they get home safe. And uh, the boss doesn't, doesn't mind. It, you know, when it gets busy, I better not be doing this, right? When I have to go inside, I can't be doing this. Sometimes I can just put uh, the headphones in and sometimes I did a... Um, there was like a recording I did. There was a, another app called uh, Breakout, um, and they, which has some interesting issues going on with that. It, it's fun, and I and they had their like their their soft launch um, on October first, and so I just recorded like the music and the festivities that was going on, you know, and um, and so there's a lot of things you can you can record that are doing right um it's sort of like the captain's log in the starships right um and anybody uh you know who wants to come and say hello or talk about anything this is nothing particular it's i, I call it opening doors because um because that's what i'm doing right i'm opening doors for people and the interesting thing about that is that i've i've noticed that the demeanor so when i first started working here um i was working inside um most of the time so there's a there's a spot here I'll show you all right so you go here and so you go inside and then there's a uh, there's a um uh, inside area got to get away from the sound real quick there's an inside area and in that inside area, um, you stand all the way in the back and hold on for a moment. Good evening. How are you doing? Good. IDs, please. I'll get that. Thank you. It's on the back. Yes, ma'am. I just have to look at your picture first, of course, right? Thank you. Thank you. Hi, ladies. Have fun. Thank you.
opening doors. That's all. Um, and, you know, this metaphor, this thing that I, I started doing 20 years ago, opening doors for people, and you can see 20 years, right? Got my salt and peppers going. So that, um, around 1998, 97, 98, um, and, uh, it's, it's become a metaphor for other things that I've attempted to do. Specifically, if you take into consideration something like the name of the book, The Doors of Perception, which um, was a book by Aldous Huxley that he named and he wrote um, that was involving his experiences um, from taking uh, hallucinogens with... Uh, so he... he so Aldous Huxley was experimenting with hallucinogens that was given to him by two psychiatrists, one from Saskatoon in Canada named um, Abram Hoffer and another one from England called Humphrey Osmond. And so because of his experiences with the hallucinogens that was given to him, you know, under medical supervision by these two guys, he wrote the book, The Doors of Perception. And Jim Morrison, of course, uh, who's the singer for the band The Doors, who also has his own experiences with hallucinogenic drugs, uh, named his band The Doors after the book The Doors of Perception. And, uh, and so it was because of this idea of opening doors. Um, it was because of this idea of opening doors. Shane, you're popping in and out. Did you want to come up and uh, say hello? What about you, Vlad? Are you busy right now? Because I can, of course, uh, speak... Um, at length about things but this is a cool story though about uh the doors uh the band that got their name from the doors of perception written by aldous huxley who was given uh uh hallucinogens under their medical supervision by humphrey osmond and abram hoffer who at least abram hoffer considers himself or did up until he died a few years ago to be a, an orthomolecular physician. And an orthomolecular physician, it just comes from the word ortho, right, which means the correct or right. So orthomolecular means the right molecules in the right concentrations at the right time. And uh, that, that name of orthomolecular uh, medicine and orthomolecular physicians uh, comes from originally that I know of a 1968 paper by... Um, a, a chemist named uh, Linus Pauling. And Linus Pauling um, was the person who wrote a paper in 1968 called Orthomolecular Psychiatry. And the tagline of Orthomolecular Psychiatry was um, varying the concentrations of substances normally occurring in the body may control mental disease. And um, he gave some examples of orthomolecular, right? The varying the concentrations. Um, and the varying the concentrations, he said that that diabetes in type 1 and type 2 is an orthomolecular disease because you can vary the concentrations of substances normally occurring in the body, right? So the vary the concentration of insulin. So you need more or less insulin in order to control blood sugar. So that's one example he gave of an orthomolecular disease. And he gave examples of, of certain other ones. Um, and so that's where these guys came from. But back to what does that have to do with doors, right? Opening doors. Well, I'm a doorman here at uh, Central 111. But also it became a metaphor for opening doors. And that's um, through the different work that I've done um, on myself. For example, I've had to open a lot of doors for myself by being by reading a lot, which is one of the, the only entryways I had into a lot of education and information, specifically why I really enjoy public libraries and really want to preserve them. And as a matter of fact, um, I have what I've been calling my library for years. 
in Tarzana, California, and it's simply a storage unit that is full of books. And they're very well organized books so that I can have access to all of them. And I would just sit there, I have chairs and everything set up for hours, like a little mini office that I would go to and read and take notes and write. And sometimes I've even recorded um, some really great uh, songs in there. Matter of fact, one of the songs I recorded is called Killing Machine. Um, and it comes from the, the perspective of a, a military veteran. Um, and I recorded it in that uh, storage unit um, on, uh, I forget when I did it, but I was dressed up in all the, you know, the camouflage and I had American flag in the background. And that actually, uh, because of that video, I sent that into the Zeitgeist movement and I was able to perform at the fourth annual Zeitgeist Media Festival because of that. So anyway, but my library is there and opening doors and a lot of the books have been opening doors. When you open books, it's really like opening a door, right? The cover, you open up the cover, that's like opening a door. So that's a pretty cool, another little metaphor there. Um, when you open books, you really are opening doors into a new world. Those are portals, you know? And as, as time has gone along, our portals have become more and more uh, advanced. Um, and even like the portals that we use now, um, for example, I, I bounce around to a few different um, social channels, but mostly in the social audio, social podcasting sphere, because, hold on, because, uh, because the social uh, audio phenomenon allows you to communicate live with people. So I go to a few different ones. And you know, the way that I think about it, because I have a, a fantasy-prone mind, is um, that uh, when it's like learning how to use a different vehicle, right? Because these apps have different interfaces. They have different ways that you can use them, different ways that you can plug in links. Um, who's that? Uh, Yato, that's cool. <laughs> Yato, God. Um, you you can um, it's like having a different interface, a different spaceship. So every time I, I use a different app, it's like getting into a different pod and then exploring a different planet, right? It's like a different rover, a different a different vehicle that you can go into and have a different perspective of the different people. There's there's all different groups and all of the channels are used in a different way. So it's like exploring different worlds. It's opening doors to different worlds. These the different apps and the different tech that we get to use. You know, I've been uh, very much of a light coder ever since 1997. And when I first learned how to use hyperlinks, I was thrilled. I'm so glad that hyperlinks are a thing. You can, you don't understand how much, uh, power hyperlinks have. You can, you can create your own little like free page somewhere with full of hyperlinks that you just click on and you can enter into all these different worlds. Um, hyperlinks are like probably the most powerful thing on the internet besides of course all the content, right? But to get you around, it's really cool. Um, so, and so, but that's what, the opening doors metaphor has has meant and then you know it continues to come back full circle because one of the the interesting things you know i've gone through all these phases about wanting to be a business owner and wanting and, and had all the romanticized ideas you know how people are all like how being an entrepreneur became a catchword and everybody got in on i want to be an entrepreneur well at least a lot of people who were like myself insecure and uh, uncertain about what i wanted to do and um and was just kind of grasping for trying to figure out myself. Not everybody is like that. A lot of people have their stuff figured out. Um, I still um, am figuring out what I figured out. Uh, what I mean by that is like, you know, I still have been doing all the things that I want to do. It's just only now that I'm able to sustain doing those things just because I, I figured out that 
I, I'm, I just have to be more responsible, right? Basically, like you just have to manage your resources in a way. Um, and, and before I'm just like, because things seem to have come so easy most of the time of what I'm doing that I just kind of squandered and just did whatever. But always main, but always while being consistent though, that's the cool thing is what, what happens when you're consistent with something. Um, for example, martial arts for um, 30 years, you know, at least. Um, and same thing with, with playing and recording music and, and uh, writing, for example, specifically haiku poems, that very short form. But all of that stuff comes together and starts to become a very powerful tool when those years have passed. And one of the, now, one of the most important ones, this is a crazy golden tip that I just, again, I stumble into things all the time by accident and one of them like oh actually you know what i'm going to change this um this this acronym right so there's an acronym called hitman because i'm because i always wanted to do like a show like a real show as a like a, a radio uh, producer or tv show producer and i got an opportunity to do that in los angeles at 90 98.7 kcla um and i was an on-air talent and the producer of the show and we were using some old tech old school tech it was crazy it was like one of the coolest experiences i had um but uh but now you know uh, there's a a woman named andrea raquel on the wisdom app and she has a show called on andrea in the morning and she just uses the initials a i t m and that reminded me of rage against the machine you know um uh, r a t m right and uh and then, but then I'm, a, I'm an acronym person. And I remember someone making the mistake of calling that an acronym because R-A-T-M is not an acronym and neither is, um, neither is A-I-T-M. Those are initials. I know that's very um, nitpicky, right? But as a person who creates all kinds of acronyms, I thought when somebody said that, oh, this acronym, and I thought, no, those are initials. It's a little bit different. It, they're both abbrevi They both fall under the category of abbreviations, right? But I'm just, but, but those are initials. So then, I was like, oh, people have these like morning shows, right? But I, but I thought to myself, I'm on whenever at random that I can be. Sometimes it might be while I'm here at work, um, or sometimes it might be um, when I am uh, riding my bicycle or in a hotel room or at the dojo or at Starbucks. It's just wherever I can get it in whenever I'm feeling the urge. But um, so anyway, the acronym, right? Because I want to have like this tough guy persona too, right? So it's kind of cool. So I was thinking, what is it Hakeem in the morning? So I thought about those initials, right? Because it would just be a difference between A and H. Gosh, these people just come swinging out this door. <laughs> Sometimes I got to close doors. Um, and, and that door's, uh, it usually has this little arm on it you know, that arm that hooks to the door that, but it's broken. I had to actually remove it the other day because it was going to become a danger and fall on somebody's head. But, uh, whoo, Hakeem in the morning, I saw that it came up to H I T M and automatically I, I saw, I said, there's an acronym in there somewhere. How can I make one? And I thought Hitman, right? And you know, what's interesting, what's really cool. This is how I lucked out Hitman. My acronym for Hitman is now Hakeem in the morning, afternoon, and night, right? I think that's so cool that I, like, that I got to stumble across that because I get to have the whole tough guy thing as a Hitman. Pew, pew. And um, also, you know, it, it, it just kind of describes what, I, what I'm doing and my whole, um, 
social sphere with especially specifically social podcasting and social audio is Hakeem in the morning, afternoon and night. But more than that, um, Hitman does not have to be a murderer, does it? Right. I said this to my friend Noble Ron um, on the uh, wisdom app just a little bit earlier. How you doing, man? So I said to Noble Ron on the wisdom app. Um, that a hitman doesn't have to be a killer necessarily. I was like, right. I was like, what about, I was like, isn't Cupid, the mythical Cupid, a hitman in a way, right? So what if I'm shooting arrows of love, right? I know, I know, I know, like it's corny, it's goofy, whatever, but, but why not? Why not think about it that way? Um, especially because one of my acronyms is luck, right? L-U-C-K, and which stands for love, understanding, compassion, and kindness, because these are are words that are used often together in Buddhism. I've often heard understanding, compassion, and kindness, but I very rarely hear that word love like that in Buddhism. But I thought, hey, they use compassion, kind, and I saw those those letters, U-C-K, C-K-E, I was like, hmm, what could I, oh, just add an L there, and perfect, you have a great acronym, love, understanding, compassion, and kindness. So that's when I say we create our own luck, we do, we create our own love, understanding, compassion, and kindness. So as the hitman, uh, Hakeem in the morning, afternoon, and night, H-I-T-M-A-N, right? I can shoot arrows of, of love, understanding, compassion, and kindness. So it doesn't have to be a murderous thing. But don't get on my nerves. <laughs> I'm just joking. Right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that there's so many cool things that can happen um, when we use uh, words and definitions as our mantras. But I was talking about... Um, Abram Hoffer and Aldous Huxley and some interesting thing about opening doors, the band, the doors, the book, the doors of perception and where that came from in orthomolecular psychiatry and Linus Pauling and uh, just how our minds um, can open so many doors and like how um, we can use uh, technology to open doors, open doors to other people, to each other. I think one of the, the things that was talked about with Colin and some of the guys were that, you know, it's like un unlikely meetings and unlikely conversations tend to happen, um, especially in the live setting. Because, you know, if you're typing text, one of the things I really don't like a lot is texting. Um, Because I've noticed that a lot of stuff, and I've had over the years, um, a lot of miscommunications happen with text. Um, Things that I would rather not have happened. And simply because of, it's just a difficult medium to get your point across if people aren't taking the time to think about what they're seeing. Text has a problem of, especially if we're in motion and doing other things and somebody just glances at things. People people misunderstand things a lot in text and I've just noticed that. Um, So you can be texting back and forth and commenting and things like that, but when you're speaking live um, and audio is all you need, you don't need the video. When you're speaking live, of course, video lends itself another thing. I've already said said that as well. Um, there's just something more about that reaching across the world. And the, the thing is, is that, you know, it's something like this. Like people could actually download and use these apps if they don't have like tele- a phone, mobile phone service, for example. People can open up private rooms and talk to each other and have conversations that they wouldn't be able to have before. Like something like this opens up 
the opportunities for so many people. And I'm really impressed with what Colin has done. I mean, they really put that $12 million into good use because I've been to some other apps and I have tried stuff out and I've really like, I'm a person who splurges and just like goes all in, like go, I go in hard. Like if you look at my libraries here, I have a bunch of different shows and they're stuffed with content because I just come on and start talking about whatever's going on. And there's a lot going on, right? Tell the world what you're going to do, but first show them. Well, I'm constantly active doing something and they're, you know, look, they may not be things that are important to everybody, but I, I tend to, I, I've picked a lot of things that are exciting to me. Like, I don't like to be always in the party with everybody, but I like to be the fly on the wall like I am as a doorman where I get to just watch people doing what they do and make sure that they're good. Right. And then and then move on from there. So um, but that's the thing about, you know, everybody has their own thing that's that they're going on. But there's so many opportunities uh, to be able to communicate and reach out to people and make a lot of interesting things happen. <laughs> and uh I love how it's so distracting to watch people bounce in and out of the room like that sometime, sometimes. Uh, but all of the different apps, my point is that I use a lot of them. And I've used, um, I'm, I'm on Wisdom, right? So the first time I ever did anything that calls itself social podcasting is actually Spreaker. And I'm still on Spreaker, and I really like Spreaker um, because they have uh, features. You can go live and people can call in, but it, but it takes a little bit more of a plug-in thing to happen. I actually haven't really looked at it lately. But um, they also have monetized the platform, so I get, make a good bit of, of um, money from them. At least the uh, covers, it's not a lot. It, I get like 1,300 uh, downloads a week. Sometimes it was up to 3,000. Um, and uh, I have made enough money to cover all of my costs for um, my uh, podcast because I pay $50 a month for it. So it essentially makes it free for me to operate that, which is good for all the tools that it has and all the outreach that it makes. And then uh, Wisdom is monetized and Wisdom is a cool platform because I get these things called mentor coins and I've already cashed out in just the two months that I've been there, like uh, up to like $80 so far. And it's not a lot, right? But it pays my Starbucks rent. Because I spend a lot of time at Starbucks, so when you can cash out and get Starbucks card for it, um, it, it makes it, it surely takes away all the, the expense of uh, sitting at Starbucks. Um, uh, for a person like me too, I'm a, I'm a nomad. I'm all over the place. I'm never in one place. Um, right now, I've been in in uh, Virginia Beach for over a year, and I don't even have my own place. I stay at hotels. I stayed at my sister's place, and it's just amazing like how I'm able to just kind of get on and most of the time I'm not staying with anybody right I just take care of myself the way that, that I have to because um, I don't know for some reason it's just well suited to me like when I went to China and everybody was on bicycles and there was no stigma about it like oh you ride a bike you don't have a car like you ain't shit right but there in China where everybody's riding a bicycle to commute to work right and it's just a normal thing like there like the barriers to um, to social interactions are completely removed in a lot of ways because people aren't looking at you as a, as a second-class citizen because you don't drive a car. Um, everybody there, whether they are working at a high-level CEO or whether they're the person who's the receptionist or the, the custodian, almost everybody's riding bicycles and other people doing all those jobs too. Some of them may have cars as well. Um, but that's not a thing. Yeah, it's now because I live in what's called a first-tier city in Hangzhou. And there are a lot of people driving a lot of high-end German cars, the Mercedes, the Audis, BMWs, um, and things like that. Uh, but but that 
that didn't put up a um a barrier to your access to friendship and just to meeting people no people didn't use that at least that i i didn't know maybe it's because i'm i'm a brown-skinned american walking around there uh that it might have brought down some of the walls but i never had a lot of the problems that people had uh like a lot of complaints that they did i just felt really good going there uh just i feel very comfortable in almost all different kinds of uh groups that i enter into um and uh but this whole barrier to entry thing wasn't one of them uh the way that you interact with people but you know the great thing is is um that uh, the interactions that people can have can be very inspirational and educational. Like, I'm so just, just there's a lot of things that I would rather not have happened in my life, including, um, you know, Floor Elizabeth Carrasco not being here anymore. I we were together for four over four years, and uh, at about four and a half years into our relationship, she was killed in New York, and she was my best friend. She's the best person I've ever known. She's a goddess on earth. She was an angel, like truly, really sure. This is not something I'm saying just because she's gone. You can see it in all the photos, the images, all the stuff that we did. Um, and uh, I took her all over the place, all over the world. We spent so much time, like we did so many first things together, which were like, uh, she went to Disney. Have a good night, ladies. Um, she uh, went, to, for the first time I took her to, to Disney World and Universal Studios, and we had those VIP passes so we didn't have to wait for anything. Um, I, you know, we drove, uh, we bought a new car together, a 2017 Hyundai Elantra, which was the first time I ever bought a new car, and we did that together. Um, we spent $12,000 on camera equipment, so I bought her a camera because she was a photographer, and I thought, hey, this would be a great thing for us to do together, so I bought one as well. Hey, how you doing, man? Welcome back. There's a DJ booth back there. So, um, so there's, uh, so just connecting with people, I kind of lost my train of thought for a second here. Um, but I was, but the whole situation, oh, with um, opening doors, though, is all the same. Um, in that, man, I really, I feel like I was on a roll with some, but it's all random stuff, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I know I was talking about my, um, uh, my, my gigs here, staying with my and um, just the... Um, well, I'll have to forget about that. Oh, but yeah, so, you know, I'll, I'll back up to my, my cool acronym, though, right? Hitman. Oh, I'm going to put that in here because that's a show that I want to do. I wonder if I can, I can edit this right now. Let's see. Um, yes, opening doors uh, with... Okay, and I'm going to put... I know I have it copied here, so it'll make it quicker. There we go. Hitman. And I'm just going to leave all of that right there. It was like I just copied and pasted something I had earlier. But I'll leave that. Um, yeah. That'll be for now. Oh, wait. You know what? And I guess I have to put it here, too. Just put it in the description. Because I can't see it here. Oh, wait. I'm not going to see it there, either. 
Duh. All right. Liquid crystal displays. Yeah, I don't know what people see here just yet. Okay, there we go. All right. Uh, so the Hitman show is, um, you know, Hakeem in the morning, afternoon, and night. And just because I come on at random whenever I whenever I have time to, and it's just me, um, like a, like a like a um, what do you call it? A, a starship captain, right? Captain's log. I'm just journaling it. Um, I'm not a privacy person. Um, I'll have conversations about that. Uh, oh, yeah, but the oh the different apps. Yeah, I know that. So I've tried out a lot of them. That's like one of the main points here. Um, is I've been really like I go in hard. Like even on Wisdom, I started there at, way after. Well, not way after, but four months after uh, Colin, and I spent a lot of time over there blitzing content. I mean, I have so much content, so many talks over there. It's ridiculous, and I have like. Um, 880 followers in just since August because they they gave me some badge over there they invited me over to the wisdom app possibly because I have 16 years of of content on websites with that I own that I've had. I can't believe when, when you get to something like 16 I was surprised when I, I ended up working at a gym called Meridian's bodies in motion in California for uh, nine years until the place basically uh, went out of business and I actually quit a few months before that. So I didn't like get put out of a job. I actually quit. And then they went out of business like four or five months later. And, um, but I was working there for nine years. I was like, wow, I was working at a place for nine years. I didn't think that I was, I was that consistent in something, but then just everything just kept on going. And now I've had websites online, like, uh, um, exercising your mind.com is one of them. Hypnoathletics.com. And I have like three hypnoathletic subdomains that have all been online for 16 years with 16 years of content. Um, and hypno, yeah, that's a hypnoathletics.com. And, um, but they invited me over there to be what they call a top mentor. And they give you this gold star with it, with a check mark in it. And, um, you earn mentor coins and stuff like that, but that was really cool. And so I blissed a lot of content on there and I get to, got to see what all the features are like, which they've added some new ones. They just had their one year anniversary on, uh, November 7th. Um, which I got to be a big part of by presenting during their 24-hour, like, kind of, like, love love wave or whatever they were doing. Um, and I actually got to present three times because some of the people didn't make it. Maybe they didn't wake up in the morning or whatever was going on. Um, so I just stepped in because that's how, how I am. I'm a talker and sharer. And um, and so I've tried that. And so wisdom is great. It's one of the, the, the staples that I'll use because of the way it's set up completely differently than a lot of the social audio where there's only two people at a time that are talking. So they're very intimate one-on-one -on -one conversations where there's an audience, but you don't know who's in the audience. You can see people who've bounced in the room, but they could have bounced in and bounced out and done something else. But it shows that someone came to the room and maybe they go, but it doesn't show that they've left or it doesn't show that they've stayed. At the end, you see your stats so you can see how many minutes total were listened to. And it's, but it's pretty cool because it gives a completely different vibe. Um, and, uh, and so that's that's what makes it completely different from this one. There's no competition uh, between Wisdom and Colin. And I found that right away. And so I didn't feel like any kind of way about like trying to use two competing things. Although most people just don't really care. right? Like there's people on on, you know, Clubhouse, which is one of the older ones I discovered. Um, but it was only after I found out about Colin. Um, and I tried that out and, you know, it's got cool features. They just opened up houses. I got the beta thing with the houses too, you know, whatever. They've been around for a while and they've got, it's interesting. I, I still, 
I, I like to connect with people in all kinds of ways. So I'll find any kind of opportunities to have conversations with people or just to monologue because um, there's something about me and other people who like to share um, in many different ways through speaking. I like to do a lot of video, um, but specifically of, of martial arts. I have, you know, at least a decade since 2011 of like videos on YouTube of me just doing flips and crazy stuff and documented of my amateur MMA fights and some other stuff that I've done. Um, there's all kinds of stuff like boxing videos. I have like years, like at least three years of videos of me in China training in the ring and stuff like that. So those are the kind of things I like to share. Just I'm basically just journaling my my life and and looking at what the things that, that I'm doing and how I might be improving because I've realized that I'm inspired by a lot of people that I see doing things so what if uh, even as lo-fi and um, and whatever like basic ass production that I do um, if people can see it and it inspires them and they can actually see that there's a real person doing stuff rather than somebody just talking about it right that's so much better because especially I, I think it's my opinion that a person who talks a lot like me should be able to have a lot of stuff that they're backing up right like you sh in my opinion but that's just that's opinion to me some people say that that talking in itself is is a valuable you know skill to have for me yeah it, it is because you can communicate like that i mean most schools are built off of off of the the spoken and written word right and we consider schools to be uh, at least a lot of people education to be you know something that's very essential to communities and society so but i also think that a person who's a speaker should also be a person who's not just a speaker but someone who's in action um, that's actually doing things. So I get to do very visceral, very physical things. Um, and, and if that's possible, because not everybody has that available to them, right? So, but, but for me, I do have that available to me. I am able to continue to practice martial arts. I am able to continue to compose and record music. I am able to continue to ride my bikes and and go on these adventures, go on these trips and do things. But really, there's not a whole lot. It really comes down to just a few things. I'm very social um, and that I like to be around a lot of people. But I don't necessarily need to be directly involved in them. Like here, where I work as a doorman at Central 111, right? I get to uh, interact with people all the time. But I don't have to be in it with them. I don't have to be drinking with them and involved in yelling conversations inside loud music, right? I get to... Uh, just be on my own and um, oh by the way so another thing I'm gonna do with the hitman uh, show is I'm gonna start keeping everything that I do personally to an hour or less just so that things are more digestible um, that's gonna be like a, a self-imposed rule um, one self-imposed rule I had over on on Spreaker was I would only do um, uh, I made my recordings all 33 minutes long so and what am I talking about? I'm going to put some links to uh, to my, my speaker here. I, I, I make binaural beats, and some of them I do using some of the solfeggio tones. And I have, a, I have an entire collection called Solfeggio and the Seas, and I have volume one and volume two. So right now I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to go ahead and grab the links for those shows for you. So, so for Solfeggio and the Seas. Um, so you can check that out. And the other collection... It's called Demi Phase. I got it. 
Thank you, sir. All right. So demi phase. I'm gonna actually grab the uh, the link for this show right here. So let's see. Share. Grab that link. I'm gonna put that in the links here. Um, it says edit room. So I'm gonna go ahead. Links. I'm also gonna put them in the description so you can see them. But they're also part of this whole. All right. So um, there we go. Boom. So that's gonna be right in the beginning there. And then I'm going to put a link at the end to another show. So now I've already got that one show. So that was one. So Solfeggio and the Seas. This is a great collection. You'll love it. It has all the Solfeggio tones. So, and, and since it's called Solfeggio and the Seas, right, it has um, ocean waves, simulated ocean waves that I've done. But... They sound very realistic, and and they're done in 3D, so they're so, so they're 3D ocean waves, um, which is really cool. You get through, you get to hear them um, from all sides, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy that. So let's see now. Now I'm going to go ahead and save this. So I put the links in. Good, good, good. All right. The links are there, and now I can come back on to see my video. So I put some links in there. So I have um, binaural beats, isochronic tones, solfeggio notes, all blended into those two collections I put in there. Demiphase is short for demi-cerebral neurophasing, and uh, solfeggio in the seas uses the solfeggio tones and notes. So those I shared those collections in the show notes and descriptions, and you know what, I'll also put it in the live chat here regardless um there's one boom and there's gonna be two so and they're free to stream and download um you may have to go through some ads that's how um there we go that's how uh, i get their ad sharing from there but um but you get to download and listen to those tones for whenever you want to and i'm going to keep on making dozens and dozens of them so that's that. Let's see what time are we on here. 42 minutes. That doesn't mean... So I, everything I'm going to be doing from now on, I'm going to be... as If it's my own uh, production, it'll be an hour or less. And that will be good to be able to make sure that I wrap everything up in a timely manner and just get to the point for the most part. Um, the long-form stuff is really, really good. But for me personally, I'll make sure that I make things in 60-minute in or less bite-sized chunks. Um, I really do feel like there's uh, a lot to be offered in journaling, especially the adventure of life that I've been on now since, because I've been so consistent in things that a lot of people find useful. Hello, Carl. Um, and, and those specific things are the fact that I teach fitness and self-defense, for one. So martial arts in general, fitness and self-defense. Um, that includes, you know, healthy living, nutrition. I also teach yoga for relaxation. Um, and all different forms of, of, of exercise of different intensities. So yoga, mat pilates, boxing, kickboxing, capoeira, those things are really great. Um, I also teach meditation, for example, I ha and I have a degree in clinical hypnosis and whatnot. So these are all cool things. And the, funny, the great thing about it is that I'm able to teach people without them having to pay for it. I am, like, for example, my business right now, um, I 
running out of a, a studio called Powerhouse Boxing and Kickboxing. And if I didn't want to, and if I wanted to, I could just pay the rent at that space and not charge anybody to come in. Not that, that I'm rich and that I, um, you know, don't, can't use the money by people paying their tuition to come train with me. It's just that I've, I've worked it out to such a way that I don't have to. That I could use the money from my job, for example, and just pay for it and be totally fine. And I would be totally fine with that because I just like sharing like that and being in the gym all the time and doing the martial arts movements. It's basically, you know, I'm obsessed with with dance and movement, the movement of my, my body. But I get to do a, a movement that to me is cool. It's kind of like a macho thing. It's a martial arts dance. So I get to, 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 to satisfy my male ego and this macho thing, this thing, this testosterone fuel thing that I have to be able to throw some kicks and fight and be a tough guy. Um, you're good, Jordan? All right. And, uh, and, and but also be able to to satisfy my artistic side of being able to dance and sing and play musical instruments and all of this stuff that I get to do and and uh, and why not be able to share that like a different perspective of, of like being able to figure things out and you know after having years of experience doing things that's eventually what happens is that you when you're consistent then things start to come to the point where you can consult and there's a note on that that I found that's very interesting a person could be practicing something for 10 years, right? So they could start in the year 2022. Well, let's just say they can start in 2012. Well, let's just come to this present time, right? So they can start something in 2012, right? And um, they've been doing it since then. And But, however, they only maybe practiced one hour once a week. And we know we have 52... Um, 52 weeks in a year, right? So one hour once a week after 10 years, right? So you have 52 hours in one year and then 10 years would be 520 hours, right? But let's just say somebody um, who is able to do a little bit more than that. Let's just say a person is able to practice for two hours every day for five days. Now they've gone 10 hours, right? Which is 10 times as much. So that person after um, only a few years is already up to. So if they're doing 10 hours, they've done that 520 in one year because they've concentrated it because they've been able to do two hours a day for five days a week. Hey, you still get you still get two days off, right? You still get the weekend. Not like they were just doing it all the time. And who knows when they were taking those two days off? It could have been, you know, they could have been doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then, you know, Saturday, Sunday or whatever, right? And And so you can get by concentrating your time of what you do. And, and wow, that just really became clear by staying still. Uh, so the, um, so you can concentrate your, your time, um, and focus and get a lot more done than someone who's been doing it over a longer period of time, but you can concentrate it within time. And that's a lot of things that I've found that I've done as well. And that I continue to still do like for the fact that I haven't made any time lately to binge watch all kinds of shows and movies because my situation has changed where I was able to podcast and broadcast from a stable location. My situation changed where I had to, to be on the move and be outside, be out, outdoors more on my bike and putting myself stuff into storage and staying at hotel rooms. So I've had to adopt and adapt what I'm doing to be more mobile and figure, how, figure out how to do that. 
And it's just amazing when you just kind of go with the flow. Um, it's amazing. I was talking to my brother today. We were actually cleaning out my stores today. Um, and uh, I was talking to him about how the, because we were looking at the bike because we went to go get one bike, this one Trek bike. And we left one another bike from this company called Bicycle Corporation of America, which, you know, was like a, he bought for 50 bucks. It was the first bike he lent me when I first got to Virginia Beach in order to get to work. And um, but we had to leave it there because he couldn't fit it in his car or whatnot. And I was telling the story about how as I was going on the bike, I hit a hole, like a, a hole in, in the a pothole in the sidewalk. And it burst the back tire, the tire that I just put on, right? So it popped the back tire. And I literally went, went from riding the bicycle to and jumping off and just walking like nothing happened. That's how I kind of go through life. It's just like, what else am I supposed to do? Right? I just sit in there, fuss, oh man, the bike tire, and like be, oh, I can't get anywhere. No, I walked for another hour and a half until I got where I needed to go. And, and I was locked out of my storage, so I went to the gym, which happened, happened to be right next door. So it's just that adaptability that I've learned to have, I think, is a very important thing that has gotten me through a lot of stuff. And, um, and so just a, a resilience and a different perspective go a long way. Because sometimes I could fuss about my situation. I could fuss about not having, um, you know, not having a quiet place. Because, you know, at my sister's place, it was really noisy. She has a naughty dog and her kids aren't the most quiet. So it got in the way of me wanting to make silent recordings. But then I realized I'm a field commander. Like I'm out in the field all the time. Like that's what I like is having that war correspondent feel of things being raw and not being perfect. It's one of the reasons why I enjoyed uh, many of the albums from a lot of the heavy metal bands that I that I grew up with because we were all recording stuff and making stuff on tape in our, our garages and warehouses and things like that. And they had the, you know, they had all kinds of noises and crazy things in the background, but they were badass, right? We just loved that stuff. Like even like the first, man, so many albums and just things like that. You, you know what I'm talking about? Like that, that the, the whole thing that, that, that made Blair Witch Project so, so, such a, a, a you know, innovative, right? Because they had that whole, you know, um, lost footage type of feel to it. You know, just a bunch of people with their camera hanging out. My man. How you doing? Hanging in there. Wait for that time to click. All right. <laughs> I see you. Um, and uh, so, hey, Vlad, what's up, man? What are you doing? How can you, you, you always... So you come you come through sometimes and you're like, hey man, let's start a room or whatever, and then you just leave me all alone. <laughs> What's going on, man? Uh, busy today, so I just come in for a little while, but if I'm not ready to engage, I stay in the listener. But okay. I just had a very, I had a very complicated day today, and okay. my plans didn't kind of, my, sorry, my plans didn't go through as I wanted. Yeah. And. uh and, yeah, you know, it had to do with my mom's care, her incontinence. And, okay. And then by the time yeah, I... Yeah, you told me about that you know, before, had, yeah. And, and the thing is, I, I needed quarters to wash clothes, you know? Right. So I was stuck in a rut, and I was, like, taking my time, and, you know, I finally had to step up. But my sister stepped in. She came to drop off some yeah. things, so I, I had to help her out. But she brought my mom some food and while I stepped out. So that was that was good. But I had to step out, yeah. otherwise I would have gotten nuts. Uh, either walk or at least drive. You need a somewhere. break. Yeah, sometimes exactly. you need a break, man. And right now that I see my mom acting all jolly like a little child, you know, it just brings happiness because when I, yeah, because I see her that it's done for her, so I'm happy. If she's happy, 
it makes me it brings pleasure and it warms my heart and happiness to my it's life a beautiful you know? thing Vlad. yeah beautiful because thing. you know I, I was able to fulfill I, I i went through a little frustration because i had just gotten up and i saw her needy and i was like oh let me finish watching the game before i i serve you you know but yeah everything worked out i can't complain everything worked out it was just the whole day bright ass lights behind me <laughs> uh, what do you got there a piece of bread it's a muffin it's like a blueberry muffin oh, that's nice man. hey uh hakeem I, I always hear you when you broadcast when you're not in the gym your dojo you're you're in no. some coffee bar. What coffee bar is that? It sounds like a cafeteria, coffee it's bar, Starbucks, Starbucks. Man, it's freaking club Starbucks, dude. They're so loud. Wow, it's just packed, man. That's nice. I was thinking it could have been some maybe mom and pop shop, coffee shop, like another brand. I was hoping you would have said something like that. No, Starbucks is popular. I wish there was another brand, but the world keeps making it convenient. To be there, like all the big monsters, man. They yeah. they make everything so cheap and convenient that you have no choice but to go there. Exactly. I mean, you do have a choice, but it's also just convenient and available. Like it's in proximity to where I am now. There is a smaller coffee shop that I go to called Lucky Cup, but uh-huh. the, it doesn't. The hours aren't as a, as a, um, accommodating as Starbucks. Oh, okay. So, so I have to go there when I'm at, not at the dojo. Well, I'm not at work uh-huh. here. Those are the two main places that I spend a lot of time. So I'm either at the dojo, um, at work here, um, or in one of those coffee shops or um, or a hotel or something like that. There we go. That's cool. Another, another thing, too, I want to tell you, Hakeem, is when you don't hear me and I just kind of jump from room to room, it's because... You see, I'm too busy, or right now with the uh, ongoing FIFA World Cup, my sleeping <laughs> pattern has, has been all over the place, if you know what I mean. And some of the games are at 2 in the morning, 5, 8, or 11. I, I can't make the 2 at times. I'll, maybe I'll make the 5 if it's to my injury, or 8 o'clock, right? If it's a favorite, yeah. favorite team from around the world, right? But if not, you know, I, I see it as not because I belong to a particular team in the country, even my, my parents in Mexico or here for me in the U.S., but because I love the sport, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I love the sport, so I want to see it, you know what I mean? But it, it throws off my pattern. So you're going into work? I'm already, I've been here, man, since uh, 9 o'clock. How's it going over there, man? It's slow tonight. It's Sunday. It's very good. It's convenient. Hey, but not a lot like of people because slow. Sunday, because because some people are going to sleep early, go to work tomorrow Monday, right? Probably. Hey, did you have any? Did you do any Black Friday shopping? Yeah. Oh, you did? No. That's good, man. That's really good, Hakeem. What part you? See what I, I did it. Yeah. You want to see what I bought, Vlad? Yeah, what's yeah. up? Oh. Hold up. Hey, guys. Hey, man. How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Tonight? All right. Thank you very much. Oh, 
I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if I should show you what I bought, Vlad. As long as it's uh, appropriate and uh, not offensive. <laughs> well, it's um. I don't know if it's appropriate. Oh, all right. But it's it's definitely not offensive. All right. Look, I got two matching watches. Look at this. Wow. That's nice. It, they're really cool because they look kind of military. Kind of, I like this kind of stuff. But this one, look, this has a uh -huh. a blue indiglo, right? See that? Yeah. And this one, <laughs> they're the same exact watch, but uh. this one has look. This one has a a green indiglo. Wow! All right, all right. Okay. <laughs> you're you're ready for time. Guys. You're like a timekeeper. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, to be like the, I'm trying to be like the equalizer. I'm trying to be like the equalizer, you know, right. Denzel Washington equalizer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I heard there was a third third movie in the making. I don't know how true that is. Maybe people have are you seen those? I've seen one and two. I loved them. Denzel is one of my yeah, greatest. Uh, well, is one of the actors I most respect and enjoy watching. Yeah. I, so, I, I've, I've seen him for the anyway, last twenty years. Like, What's up, 15, man? 20, Picking up what? For where? Where? Okay, so just go in here and go straight to the bar. Look at that. Look at that. <clears throat> so, how, how um, was it Friday, Friday night and Saturday night? Was Friday it was okay. But Saturday, Thursday and Saturday are the busiest nights here. Uh, and, yeah, and, then you, and then the other day you said it was Wednesday Latino night? Cumbia night? No, it's Thursday. Thursday, like I just said, Thursday and Saturday are the busiest nights. And Thursday uh, is the uh, the Latino, uh, Latin Latin dance night. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. Yeah. There's a strong, so, must be a strong following there for Latino, Latino. Yeah, night. I mean, this, uh, this place is um, very, very popular. Wow. Central 111? 111. 111, right there. Look at you. See? Look at you, Andy. You're ready. You are ready, my man. Central 111, sir. <clears throat> Good. Good so, to you. Um... Yeah, it's uh, it's a blessing to have gotten the uh, the job at this place, man. Um, it really, really is. Um, but but you've done previous security work, and then your martial arts—that's a plus, huh? No, martial arts doesn't matter doing security that much. The um, Aikido matters, like real, true Aikido. Like I know yeah. this is going to be crazy, and a lot of people are going to stir up, and it's going to be like controversial when I say this, but. <laughs> I, I am a, I'm an Aikido master, and I'll say here's why. Uh, do you mind if I describe, or do you have time for that? Actually, well, I'm right here, man. You know what I'm going to do? Because I promised that I'm going to keep these rooms to an hour or less. So I'm going to yeah. shut this down now, and I'm going to open up a room about Aikido. And if you want to, you can come in and listen. And I'm right. going to do that right now because I want to keep them an hour or less because I'm going to really start getting myself into the habit of creating, like, really important um, – like actual like courses of information now i'm i'm at the stage of my life now where i realize i have enough experience and i have enough um ability to be able to teach things 
um, that are going to be helpful for people. So I'm going to stop pretending like I don't have the, the knowledge and the, the, the ability to do so. So I'm signing off. This is Opening Doors with the Hitman. Hitman presents Drowning in Liquid Crystal Displays. Hitman is Hakeem in the morning, afternoon, and night. H-I-T-M-A-N. Hakeem in the morning, afternoon, and night. Hitman. I'll see you in a minute in my show about IQ.